episode of Fat Girl Book Club. For this episode, we read the book Fierce Fatty by Vinnie Wellsby. Now, if you're having a moment of deja vu, don't worry, we're all having it too, because the last episode I released was also about this book, Fierce Fatty by Vinnie Wellsby. But the last episode, I talked to the author. In this episode, I'm having a discussion with my friend Siobhan McClay. So we have some pretty vulnerable discussion, especially towards the end around body grief that I think is really, I got goosebumps when I was doing the editing because I felt like it, we both just really open up quite a bit. So hold on to your hats for that. (laughs) Uh, Before I get too far here, I want to thank my Patreon supporters Thank you so much to Pascal, to Amy, to Ace, and to Larissa. I really couldn't do this work without you. Uh, If you would like a shout out every single episode, just head on over to my Patreon page. Uh, The link will be in the show notes. I also do some fun things there every month, including printables. Uh, Something like this month, uh, the printable that was released is a list of a bunch of different body image exercises from some of my favorite body acceptance books. Uh, What else do I want to tell you? Oh, I know what I want to tell you. So if anyone's been following me on Instagram, there'll be a link to my Instagram down below. You know that I gave uh, a really, it was a really awesome talk, not because I did it, but because the people that were there were pretty freaking incredible uh, at the New Westminster Public Library. So if you're in British Columbia, Canada, I was in New Westminster and I did this talk about podcasting. And this is kind of a kickoff for me because I am about to start into a new adventure. So one of the things I am really passionate about is podcasting and not just podcasting as in this podcast, but as in podcast as a medium. So some of you know, I think I talked about it maybe once or twice on this podcast that, you know, I went through a pretty rough patch uh, a few years back now and podcasting really got me through. Not only because podcasting was a way for me to listen to other people's voices and know that there was something outside of the trauma I was experiencing happening in the outside world, uh, but also because when I started my own podcast, I didn't think anybody would want to hear me. I just didn't, I didn't think I had a voice that was worthy of being listened to. And Having this podcast has changed so much for me. It has really built up my own self-esteem. It has built up my confidence. And that's because this medium, this podcasting medium, this this putting your thoughts out into the world and talking to other people about something that excites you will change you. And so I want to help other people do that. Uh, I think especially if you're listening to this podcast as somebody who is in a larger body, we get told over and over again that we're not worthy or valuable unless we are thinner. And so sometimes we think when starting a project like this, and it it doesn't have to be podcasting, it could be blogging, it could be uh, even putting up a social media page with pictures of yourself, we get told that there's no value in doing that because we're not kind of setting out uh, the picture of success. And that's bullshit. That's really, really bullshit. And so I want to help people who want to start podcasts. And what I found is that when I started my own podcast, uh, I would Google how to start a podcast and I would end up down these rabbit holes of tech 
this microphone, that microphone, this digital audio workstation, that digital audio workstation. It was a mess. I, I don't like tech. I would rather not talk about tech. Give me what I need to do to make it happen and then just let me go out and find people and talk to them because that's what I like to do. So I have started to help people who that's what they want to do. They want to start a podcast. They want to have somebody uh, maybe not hold their hand, but they would like to know how to set everything up on their own so that it's it's done. They can just go and podcast. And so I have started my business. It's called Fearless Podcasting. And if you look it up, the website is fearless fearlesspodcasting.co. So not .com, .co. And there'll be a link to that in the show notes below. And I am going to be running a virtual program. Uh, It's a six-week program. And at the end of it, you should be able to hit publish and have your podcast baby go out into the world. So if you are looking to start a podcast, if you are looking to see whether or not this medium is can be helpful in finding your voice and connecting to yourself, then connect with me. Just shoot me a message on that contact form that's on there and let's have a conversation. It com- comes right to me. I don't have a VA or an assistant or anything like that. It comes straight to me and uh, we'll set something up and have a chat and we can figure out kind of what the best pathway is for you to get this thing started because it is so about time that your voice was heard. Okay. Okay. So that is what's really exciting for me right now in my world is uh, starting off on a whole new adventure, hopefully to help some of you start podcasts. Okay. All right. So let me, uh, I I want to tell you a little bit about my friend Siobhan. Uh, I'm going to read her bio. Siobhan McClay, she, her, is a black fat woman who has been a licensed clinical social worker since 2010. She lives with her family in Albuquerque, New Mexico, on occupied Tiwa territory. She holds a bachelor's degree in psychology from Texas Tech University and a master's degree in social work from the University of Pittsburgh. Siobhan is the co-host of a podcast, Embodiment for the Rest of Us, that empowers listeners to radically improve their relationships with their bodies and food while dismantling weight stigma in all of the intersectional aspects of society. She has also started a podcast called Therapy Homework, which is really kind of exciting. So she takes all those books that we get told sometimes in therapy, sometimes on personal development websites that we need to read, and she does little reviews of them. And because she's looking at this through an intersectional feminist lens, they're actually really interesting. I, some of you know, I've been part of a personal development book club for almost three years now. No, we're going into our fourth year now, something like that. So every month we meet and we talk about, yeah, we're going into our fourth year now. Wow. Uh, Every month we meet and we talk about a personal development book. And some of you know that I struggle with these books quite a bit because I feel like there is a lot of fat phobia in them. And for some reason, a lot of these books tend to focus on dieting as a way to quote unquote improve your life. And so there's always all these examples around being thinner. And so I get really frustrated. I also get really frustrated because a lot of them are seen through a patriarchal lens. And I, I don't, I feel like the way we talk to women is very different than the way we talk to men. And so 
things like manifestation and affirmations and just believing that you can have what you want is something we tell women that we don't really talk to men about. And I just feel like that is something that needs to get addressed. And so when Siobhan told me about her podcast, I was really excited, but I was also a little worried. But when I've listened to it, she is so good at kind of deconstructing all of this. And I love it so much. And her episodes are quite short. So I would suggest that you go ahead and check her podcast out. Uh, I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes below. But just go search for Therapy Homework on your podcast app of choice. All right, what can I tell you about the book? I think I already did this in the last episode. And and to be quite fair, if you haven't listened to the last episode yet, you don't have to listen to these in, in any order. I actually kind of debated as to which order to put them in myself. So they're not really, you don't really have to listen to one first and listen to the, the second one second. That's, it's totally up to you what order you want to listen to them in. So let me tell you about the book. I'm reading from the back of the book right now. Are you a certified fierce fatty or do you feel less than because you feel more than? You don't have to feel like this. Learn to embrace your fabulous self and finally feel confident with who you really are. Last year, Americans spent $66 billion on trying to become thinner. What if we spent less time, money, and energy on the pursuit of thinness and instead focused on the things that actually matter? What if we could learn to love our bodies exactly as they are today? Fat, thin, tall, short, mullet sporting, or leopard print thong wearing, We are all worthy and fabulous. All right, I want to just give you a couple of trigger warnings. We do discuss uh, domestic abuse here uh, in, in more than, like, we don't really talk about physical abuse. It's more of a mental, emotional abuse. Uh, We do talk about the derogatory use of the word fat. We do use the O word uh, minimally. I think we use it maybe once or twice. Uh, And we talk about stuff that's kind of around biohacking and some of my bodybuilding uh, disordered behaviors that I did when I did a couple of bodybuilding shows. So if you're kind of not up for any of that right now, uh, totally fair. Maybe this isn't the right episode to listen to today. Uh, Take a break or maybe skip it. All right, with that. I hope you enjoy my discussion with Siobhan McClay about Fierce Fatty by Vinnie Wellsby. Hi, Siobhan. Welcome back to Fat Girl Book Club. Hi, Jim. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so, so excited to be back. This is going to be great because we're going to talk about a book that we don't have any discussion questions, which most of my listeners know I I normally do discussion questions. Mm -hmm. We're freestyling it on this one. Uh, And... uh, if you're listening to this podcast, Siobhan's been on before and we talked a little bit about your story there, uh, but I don't think we mentioned the the exciting thing that you just kind of started here uh, just within the last little while. So do you want to kind of catch people up? Like what's been going on for you over the last month and a half or so? Sure. Actually, you were an inspiration for it because I think I mentioned on our last episode that I love your podcast and I love the format and I decided to start another podcast. It's called Therapy Homework. And it's a, there, it's a podcast where I talk about all the books that therapists might be um, assigning to you that most of us haven't read because we haven't had the time to read. So it's a lot of kind of those self-help books that have kind of been out in the, in the atmosphere currently or in the past. And I just do quick, uh, quick reviews of those. Right. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so at this time, there's only been a few episodes that have yeah. come out. But how are you enjoying it? How are you liking reading? Because it's, I think people think about podcasts might not, you know, like it'd be great, but it is a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> it's been, it's been really fun. So I, um, I appreciate that it's getting me to read books that have been sitting on my desk forever. <laughs> Yay! Yay! And, you know, also buying more that I will read in the future six years from now or something, but it's been really fun. I enjoy reading books and getting a quick reader's digest. It's something that I wish that I'd had when I was seeing clients. And also I've done books that my therapist has assigned that I have taken the time to read. So it's been a really fun, fun, fun process. I have another podcast, as I mentioned before, with my colleague, Jen Jackson. And it's really fun to see the different dynamics of doing one on my own. It's been really fun. Mm, oh yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. co-hosting is a different, is totally different than doing it on your own. Totally different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, and both have good things and bad things. I imagine. Mm-hmm. can't imagine. Absolutely. Like, yeah. 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 So that's great. That is great. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you're you. enjoying it. Like we talked about just off mic right now. Um, Siobhan and I are going to do another episode where we kind of get into this a little deeper. So yes. <laughs> the longest book conversation. I can't wait. <laughs> I know. I know it's going to be wonderful. Be if you great. love books, seriously, stay tuned for that. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so for this episode, we read Fierce Fatty by Victoria Wellsby or Vinnie Wellsby. And uh, I guess just like right off the bat, what like overall thoughts on the book? Huh. So my first overall thought is that it's a really fun, short book to get you primed for learning more about uh, uh, body acceptance, body neutrality. Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. That was a really Mm -hmm. succinct way of of pretty much summing it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, My overall thought just to add on to that is that it's super funny. And that uh, was, I, Vinny has a podcast called Fierce Fatty, which I listen to love. And I, so I kind of had hoped that this would be funny, but it was uh, unexpectedly quite funny. So Mm -hmm. I'll add that on that, but that was yeah, that was pretty succinct. That was great. Uh, what what did you like about the book? Like what things kind of stuck out to you as things that were really like relatable or really like just kind of stuck out as things that you're like, yeah, I can use that when I'm talking to people, anything mm. like that. If you want, I can start. I can I yes. start because I... Um, I have ideas. I just need one second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was a really short book, which was great. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was very like, it was super readable. And so I really liked that because I could read it in like a couple hours. Like it really didn't take long to read. My absolute favorite part of this book and we're, I'm getting way far ahead of our conversation here, but my absolute favorite part of this book was uh, the life audit. Mm, yes. Yes. So this is an exercise that Vinny talks about at the end of the book, where you're basically taking five categories and let me just grab those five categories, social media, friends and family, patterns and habits, closet and home activities and self uh, activities and social gatherings yeah. and asks you to basically write out all the good things that are happening in those areas and all the things that are negative happening in those areas especially with the focus around body liberation and uh, body neutrality and activism, if that's the direction that you want to go. And then think about how to kind of intentionally bring more of the good things and reduce more of the bad things. And 
I have never heard any other book within this space uh, kind of talk about, because it's not really goal setting. It's not really value setting. It's something in the middle. And I've never really heard of anybody having an exercise like that. And I really, really like that. It, it yeah. gives you such an overall perspective to think mm-hmm. about. And so that was my absolute favorite part of the book. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It felt very, um, I guess the objective is the word that came to mind, but it's not really, it feels very clinical. And that even sounds a bit harsh, but just the idea of taking a step back and really taking a hard look at what isn't serving you. I really appreciated that too. Yeah. One thing that I really appreciate it because this is something I talk about, you know, probably on a daily basis is progress, not perfection, right? Like you're not going to be able to feel fear, feel like a fierce fatty overnight. And there's one part in the book that, and I highlighted, it says, honor the fact that fear is a fear is a motherfucker and realize it's going to take itty bitty steps and sometimes humongous leaps to overcome it. So I felt like that was really empowering to do the small thing that feels really scary or do the small thing that doesn't feel that scary, but is going to get you to a huge amount of growth. I really appreciated that. Right. Vinny talks about eating the cake in very Mm -hmm. small, small pieces. Right. (laughs) It also made me want cake, but um, I I was like, yeah, cake's a great, and I love it. I love it. I am a fan of cake. Yeah. (laughs) So I really, I really appreciated that. I felt like I've seen their TED talk. That's what led me to even, I've read this book before. I realized about maybe a quarter of the way through that I'd read this before. That's what led me to read the book in the first place, the TED talk, which felt so revolutionary. And so I think I sent it to quite a few people after I watched it. I felt like this also echoed a lot in the TED talk with like a a bit more on top of it. That's what it felt like to me. Right. But it was a lot of the TED talk. What did you think? I loved the TED talk was, mm-hmm. uh, and I, so Vinny and I uh, had a conversation about Vinny's book and that will also be on the podcast. Uh, and I told Vinny, I said, I had a meetup group in Calgary when I lived there. It wasn't, there wasn't a lot of people, but shout out Madison, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> Hi and- Madison. <laughs> We used to uh, get together. There was a small group of us. Madison came like every time mm-hmm. and I would always get them to like read something or, or watch something that maybe they yeah. hadn't seen before. And this Ted talk was one of them. And I, I can remember watching mm. the Ted talk and having tears in my eyes. And I know people came back to that meeting and said the same thing that this was really, really um, revolutionary, I think is a great word that you use there. Uh, in their journeys, it was like, all of a sudden, you know, it just kind of hits you that like, why, why are we so obsessed with what people look like? And they're standing there in their bikini at the end, just kind of dancing around. And it's a beautiful moment and not a moment of shame. And I loved that. I, you know, yeah, it's just, so that was really wonderful. So I felt the same way. And Vinny talks in that interview about the connection between the Ted talk and this, this book. Yes. I'm not going to give mm. away, but there's definitely a connection there. So, oh, I like uh, that. I like that. Yeah. I, and, yeah. And I, you're right. Yeah. You can feel it. You can feel that connection. Yeah. I, I, one thing that came to mind because um, I mentioned when we were off mic that we just got Paramount Plus. This is not an advertisement for Paramount Plus, but there are commercials now. And I couldn't oh. remember the last time I'd actually watched 
commercials because we just use streaming TV. This is one where the level that we pay at their commercials still. And one thing that Vinny talks a lot about is consuming those images of smaller, smaller bodies or like diet stuff, whatever. Um, things that have a lot of moral, moral implications on commercials yeah. or whatever. Um, it made me realize how much more I'd been consuming just in that quick switch of like changing a, like changing a streaming provider. So it made me more cognizant of that. And like, I'll, I'll turn up, like I'll mute the TV if the commercials are on, I'll leave the room when the commercials are on. And that's been, it was a really good reminder of how quick it is that media can kind of be absorbed without even realizing what it is. It's so true. It's so true. I, uh, in my online course that I do, uh, this is something I talk about too, is that we need to, like, I, I talk about PVRing if you still have cable PVRing. Mm -hmm. So then that way you can fast forward through the commercials because we get enough of that crap when we're watching the actual shows, you know, like yes, you watch these, yeah, like you watch these shows and you're like, okay, I'm already consuming something that's showing a really narrow image of what a woman should look like and act mm -hmm. like. And mm -hmm. so why do we need to add on top of that, this idea that this woman who looks like this also consumes these products and we should therefore want them like we need to we need to think about trying to do as much as we can and like you said getting out of the room or something like that would be so helpful for us to stop mm -hmm. stop the consumption just stop mm -hmm. absolutely just stop it yeah I, I, like that life it's part of that life audit right what what's coming in that is really messing with your sense of self it's really messing with your self-esteem right mm -hmm. she talks about neural pathways which I've heard in other books too. And, and um, uh, I can't remember, I took a course once on this, but like neural pathways are like trenches, little trenches in our, in our brains. And mm -hmm. it's so easy to fall into them and just allow the thought to keep going. It's how we start spiraling. Right. So doing any of this anti-diet work, we really have to be cognizant of what we're thinking and why we're thinking it. It's really hard. <laughs> I wish it got easier, but I don't honestly think, hopefully for some people it does, but personally it has not gotten easier. Just become more cognizant of the work that I have to keep doing. Well, and, and more cognizant of the subtle ways. Yes. You know, like the overt ways, I think um, when you first start, you, you see them, you're like, oh yeah, me and this friend, the only thing we talk about is our bodies or yeah, I've jumped on every diet. On, mm -hmm. Like every Monday is a new diet. Like those are really overt ways that diet culture has taken over our lives. But once we start to kind of set those boundaries and stop the dieting and, you know, begin to do some of these things, then we begin to notice the very subtle ways that diet culture mm -hmm. into our everyday lives. And that's, true. <laughs> that's why I think it doesn't get easier. Yeah. Agreed. I absolutely agree. Yeah. yeah I, I, I thought it was a really, a really fun book, really funny book too. And I think it's, it's interesting because it's funny, but it also touches on some really deep issues and really traumatic issues that they went through. And I think it was a really nice way of balancing that. And that's why I felt like a good intro book. Like it doesn't get down and dirty, um, but it also still doesn't shy away from things either. Yeah, that's totally true. Mm -hmm. Totally true. Uh, also Vinny's story is heartbreaking yeah uh so it, it's hopeful in some ways like it, it's sort of like you know this is what I came from and look how far mm -hmm. you know I've come 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so in some ways it's, it's really hopeful. It's like, yeah, it's, it's because yeah, her story was very heartbreaking and it's, that's, what's kind of interesting about the book is that it's not very long. She talked about mm-hmm. a heartbreaking story of being like homeless and abused and this terrible, terrible boyfriend that like made mm-hmm. her diet as part of his abuse. And at the same time, it's really funny. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking of this like room of cake and I was cracking up just thinking of like, how am I going to like you right. do it piece by piece, bite by bite, you know? I think I just use the pronoun she, so I just really want to correct that. Uh, Vinny's non-binary. It's they, them. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I made that error. Uh, but yeah, like some of the images in here, like, I don't know. Vinny at one point says, uh, you know, I can't remember what exactly she talk, what exactly they're talking about, but it's uh, you don't want to feel like a big bag of dicks. And I'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which makes me super happy because I love profanity. <laughs> it's so funny, right? Or um, they were talking about uh, responses back if somebody's asking you, like you know, you should go on this diet or whatever. Uh, you could say, uh, if I wanted to hear from an ass, I'd fart. And I'm just, yeah. oh my God, like it just killed myself laughing. I was like, oh, God. oh that's Too great. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of funny, quick, quick, like a, a bunch of funny quips back. I really appreciated yeah. all of those. They were cracking me up or just walk away. I was like, that, that works too. But I love the quips. They really cracked me up. They really did. It's a good yeah. mix of very serious and very um, funny. So it was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> I think that you maybe not dislike is the wrong word. Cause I think, I don't think that there was anything that was really unlikable in the book at all, but is there anything mm-hmm. um, that you would say that you kind of wish that there was more of or anything like that? So what's interesting is I, I don't think there's anything in particular that I would say isn't great in the book, but I think it depends on where you are in your journey of fat acceptance, fat liberation, it felt a little light, I guess, to um, someone like me who's been kind of in this for a few years. So I think that's only thing, the only thing I would say in particular. Um, but otherwise, and but you know, I say that, but I also think if you just want something light and you're in this in this sphere, that's fine too. But I think that if you're really trying to get to a lot of the research, a lot of the theory, this might not be the book, if that makes sense. Right. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with that too. Mm-hmm. I agree with that too, that there was like, there was a little bit of touch on just about everything. Uh, but if you've been in this space long enough, you're also filling in the blanks too. You're filling mm-hmm. in the things that you maybe didn't know about or that somebody who is coming at this with, you know, fresh eyes maybe wouldn't know about. But uh, yeah, that was kind of my only, that was my only mm-hmm. view. But I think it's like, I think you said it at the beginning, this is a great primer. Like this is a great yeah. kind of beginner book mm-hmm. um, at one point there was a couple of lines I'm not going to be able to find it now I'm sure of it but it was right around when she was talking about uh health and there was it was like one paragraph and I was like okay this just feels like we're moving on pretty quickly from <laughs> really big things here hmm. uh, let me see if I can find mm-hmm. it it's one of these paragraphs that was like, uh, BMI is crap. Uh, the obesity epidemic isn't real. Uh, 
uh, like it was like three quick lines that I was sort of like, mm-hmm. oh God, uh, <laughs> there could be so much more being said about that. Right, right. <laughs> I get why they didn't go into it as much as, you know, they could have because once you go down that rabbit hole, <laughs> it's a lot. I was going to say 300 pages later. Yeah. <laughs> right. And maybe that wasn't the book they were looking to write. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here it was. Fat phobes don't care about your health. If they did, they would realize shame is counterproductive. They would also realize correlation is not causation. You cannot catch fatness. The obesity em- epidemic is not real. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, there's so much in there. Mm-hmm. Like correlation and causation, you know, could have gone into that a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm you cannot catch fatness. I still think people like, I still just saying that I think is one of those things that are like, well, you know, uh, there, there was this, there's this really popular study that gets talked about a lot that really bothers me in personal development spaces. So maybe you've come across it, or maybe you will come across it where they talk about your weight um, being affected by the uh, five closest people that you hang around Mm -hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh my fucking God, like you're literally telling people that fat right. is something that you catch. It's contagious, right. Mm-hmm. And that is mm-hmm. awful, you it know? Uh, and then saying the obesity epidemic is not real. Well, if you're talking to somebody, most people think it is real. So, Correct. You know, so like, why is it not real? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 yeah, that was kind of my impression. It felt like it made me wonder if they're planning on writing another one that they dig into things a little bit more, if that's kind of where they're, where they're going to stay. Right. Mm-hmm. I, the podcast goes into all of this. a Okay. Lot so <laughs> uh, uh, Fierce Fatty is just Vinny. Uh, it's yeah. a solo podcast and they take some things that, you know, these things like the ob- obesity epidemic is not real and we'll take a whole hour and talk about it uh, and pull up. Oh, nice. And so it's actually a really well done podcast that I recommend to people. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I think it's the next step for Vinny, but I don't know, maybe, maybe they will write something else. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Cause the writing style is so easy to read, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I will say that, you know, kind of based on when their Ted talk came out along with a few other influencers at that time definitely influenced my willingness to wear a bikini for the first time out in public so I will give them (laughs) gratitude for that that was that was a huge step for me a very welcome step and um what wasn't welcome that it was it felt very brave (laughs) very scary but I think that their TED talk was really inspiring for me in that way absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah I don't yeah absolutely absolutely because it was so I don't know. Shivers at the end of it. Just shivers. It was, yeah. Just trying to find the willingness to do that. And now I rarely wear a bathing suit that's not a bikini. Now I'm just like, this is what it is. <laughs> so this is how it goes. I don't yeah. have a lot of bathing suits. <laughs> I was gonna say I haven't been anywhere in like three years, but you know, <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> three years ago, it was it was more willingness for to wear right, a bikini, but I don't right, know right, else. right, right. When everybody was <laughs> was able to leave the house. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe one day soon one we'll be day. able to do the same thing, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I feel like it's a really fun book. I, I have a friend who 
she's just really supportive. So she wants to read everything that I'm talking about anyway. And I said, yeah, this is fun. Go for it. Like, it would be great. Um, I think it's just a great way to get someone started on that path. Absolutely. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I, uh, another thing I liked about this book though, too, was it got me thinking about, it, it really made me connect to my own life. Like, uh, the way Vinny talks at the beginning about the lessons that they receive from their family. I, I, I sort of went, well, what lessons did I receive from my family? And, and I mean, there's the obvious ones that I think everybody thinks about. They're like, okay, well, you know, I learned from my mom that, you know, I needed to do Weight Watchers or whatever, because that's what they did. Uh, but Vinny talks about other lessons, about working hard, about what it means to have a job, about what it means to be a man in society. Mm. And I think that those are also things that really, that can be brought into our body liberation work and really impact how we think about ourselves. And I, I, I appreciated that because I was like, yeah, I wonder what, you know, like it made me think about those things. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really appreciated that point too. Um, what are the lessons you learned about food, about your body, about being a woman? Absolutely. Those are really important in healing your relationship with food, healing relationship with body. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I was, yeah, it was a short, fun, quick read, uh, that also <laughs> makes you think. So I guess that's there, there it is. Uh, <laughs> Is there anything that you will take away from this book uh, as you go forward? I think the thing that sat with me most is the life audit. Um, Like you said, not doing it on a scheduled thing, but just kind of, I think it helps with my my attunement. If things are feeling a little off in the way I'm thinking about my body, treating my body to sit back and kind of question where those thoughts are coming from, where those influences are coming from for me. Mm. How about you? Yeah, I think the the life audit for sure will stick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I liked the the cake analogy that you were talking about before. Uh, I really like that too because one of the other things Vinny says is that you know you can take a little tiny piece of cake to reach your goal and just kind of work on little tiny pieces, uh, or you can even stop eating and take a breather. And yes. so there's that like permission to. Mm-hmm start a goal and then say, you know what, this isn't working. I need to take some time and reanalyze how I'm eating cake. Yeah. And sort of, I like that. And I think that will probably stick with me too, as I go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, I think all books, I appreciate this when any book says it, that if you decide to let yourself eat, whatever you want to eat, you might fear that you will get sick of it or that, that you'll keep gaining weight. I, I apologize. I missed a book, um, but that you'll keep gaining weight and gaining weight, but gaining weight, but it gives, it remind. I think every book should remind you of this because there's just so much fear around it that you, you might gain weight. That's fine. But you also aren't going to only want this certain food for the rest of your life. Someday you might want a salad. Someday you might want Oreos because Oreo is my, I love them. Um, you know, um, just there, you never know what, like you will, your your body will balance out if you give it that chance to do so. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, we don't get told that nearly enough. We don't. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if you want this in the podcast, but I think all that's been going on in the Hayes, you know, I don't want to say the Hayes community because that's probably the wrong wording, but the, you know, the community of people who talk about fat liberation, who talk about body liberation, there's a lot that's been going on clearly. And I know you've spoken about it, but I think that I was, I found myself really struggling with my own 
journey within it and within my own kind of how, how I fit into it. And I think that reading this book at the same time is actually really helpful because it made me sit back and say like, where are these messages coming from? I think this book came at the right time right. when I've been questioning my own place within the community. Mm. Right Absolutely. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, in the book, like this book was written, what did I, 2018? 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, well, like well before any stuff at all yeah. was happening. Uh, but what I appreciated in the book was that Vinny mentions health at every size. Yes. And then she, then they have a line at the bottom. That's sort of like the focus tends to overemphasize health. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, because every book that I had read, well, not every, but most books just talk about the benefits of health at every size. Correct. And this was the first book I think I've read that talks about something slightly negative about the health yeah. community. And it's not even really negative. It's more factual. I mean, if you yes. have a movement that is based around this idea that, that health can, is something that's accomplishable by any body, uh, then you have to talk about health and, yes. you know, what that means. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I mean, it, it's kind of baked into the movement, uh, but it was the first time I'd heard anyone kind of say it overemphasizes health and that if health isn't your thing, if that's not your goal, like, you know, you, you've got all these other goals and health isn't one of them. Yeah. About it. It's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's really true. I hadn't thought about that. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, with everything that's been happening, this was probably one of the best books we could have read during this time period because mm-hmm. like you said, it is so, um, it does make you think. Uh, it does, it puts everything, like the events that have happened now have created a lens that we're reading everything through. Um, yes, absolutely. You know, uh, so, uh, you know, there, there's all of that going on. So yeah, it's, it's heavy, but at the same time, like this wasn't, we didn't read Fearing the Black Body. We didn't right. read um, Belly of the Beast, which Belly of the Beast. I mean, fantastic books that yes. need to be read, uh, yes. but would have been even more heavy during this time yes. period. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the last uh, conversation that we had that sometimes you need something lighter. <laughs> And this is something lighter, but also gave me what I, but also talked about what's important as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boils it down to the essentials. Yes. <laughs> totally agree. Mm-hmm. It's the little black dress of body liberation. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to call, I'm going to use that for other, for the, this kind of book. I love that. <laughs> uh, so who would you recommend this book to? Who, it sounds like you've already uh, recommended it to someone. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. Who would you recommend it to? I'd recommend it to someone who is kind of at the beginning stages, like I said. So maybe they are expressing some discomfort, some dis- displeasure with their body, but also being like, I can't go on another diet. I can't do this anymore. I, something's got to give, you know, like that kind of person who's um, at the beginning of this journey. So I'd recommend it as a place to start. Um, I'd recommend it to that person. I'd recommend it to someone who 
this has been coming up a lot for, at least it came up a lot in my work, um, people who might've gained weight during the pandemic because that happened a lot for people because your body is just trying to keep you alive during a fucking pandemic and that's fine. Um, we've all had changed, some of us have had changes in just the way we interact with our body or how much we're using our body in different ways. So someone who's kind of feeling some discomfort around some weight changes in that way, I think would really benefit from this book. Um, someone who likes a quick book, which I think is important in this day and age because we're all busy. Um, and it's a nice get in, get out type of book. You can put it down, pick it up really easily too, or just read it in one sitting. So those are the kind of people that I would recommend it to. I totally agree. What do you think? Yeah, I, I yeah. absolutely. That's exactly. It. Yeah. And I love that you said people who gained weight over the pandemic and are feeling not including me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, mm-hmm. that's a really good group of people for this book because it's not like, like, I don't know, there's some books that, especially books that um, help people get off the diet train that are yes. so focused on food and th- that individual yes. behavior of food. This touches on it, goes quite a bit mm-hmm. into it, but doesn't actually stay there. It, it brought yeah. out to where we're actually looking at body liberation, fat liberation concepts, which I think are, mm-hmm. um, again, not, doesn't, there's not, there's not a deep dive analysis, but it's definitely there. And it gets people thinking about what's so wrong about being fat. Like why, yes. why does our society think that that's a problem? Mm-hmm. What can mm-hmm. we accomplish if we stopped being so wrapped up in this idea of fat is bad? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's huge. But what would your life what would your life look different? How would your life look differently if you weren't afraid of the changes that your body might go through? Right. What's really sad is I think back to how many years I gave it and I'm like, if I just Ugh. thought about this question sooner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Yeah. I, most, <laughs> most of my life, it's been something that wouldn't say most, but at least half, I would say it's been a, a question that's been on my mind. Absolutely. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't like, I mean, don't get me wrong. When you start to think about that question, it's a loss of identity almost. If you as wrapped up as I think both of us were in it, it's a loss Mm -hmm. of identity because you connected so much with this idea that thinness is an important that well, we, we cloak it in health and we say, Oh, well, you know, health is so important to it. It is a very personal value for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then somehow we realized that actually the value that we were really striving for was thinness. And then we yes. see that as, as shallow it is, as it actually is. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> all of a sudden everything tumbles down. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking a lot about grief this year. And I think that there's a grief to that, the grief of when you come to the realization of how much time you've given to this, the grief of acceptance, right? The grief of my body may never look whatever I thought it was going to look. And there's some grief around that. Um, but there's also anger too. There's, and that's, that's something that I think that's a part of this. It has to be talked about more, this, this grief process. I know like, uh, body grief with Brie Campos, she talks about it a lot on her Instagram, but also in, in general, like we have to be able to accept that grief or we're never going to be able to move to a more liberated place. Oh, I love that. Michelle Phillips is someone that we interviewed on our podcast and they talked a lot about how grief has to be a part of liberation. And I truly agree with that. It's been a huge, it's been 
been with me for months since we met with them. And that's been, right. it's been really big for my life as well. So I think this part, I think this book might go into that as well. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, I know there's a really good section on grieving food. Uh, yes. This idea of, and, and holy fuck, did I go through that? And still sometimes yeah. do, I think, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because when you're dieting, <laughs> food becomes so important. And when you get an opportunity to have, well, at least for me, a cheat day. Yes. It's like, like I planned for those cheat days. I started on Tuesday for my Sunday cheat day. And we go to the grocery store and get so excited. And, and now all of a sudden when you're in a space where food is a lot more neutral and you're just sort of like, man, I I guess I got to eat. Uh, sometimes it feels, you know, because all of a sudden holidays and things that you're looking forward to with food, the food isn't as important. Sometimes I can feel really like just really like grief, like you were saying, like grief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hadn't even thought about the grief around food. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And the body grief, I think is so, I think you're so right. I do not think it gets talked about enough. I think Mm -hmm. social media, the emphasis is on body joy because as fat people, we don't see a lot of that in other forms of media or the mainstream Mm -hmm. TV and print media. Uh, So we're trying to compensate and there's a lot of fat joy and there's not as much and, and, and also fat uh, the way I word it is fat objectification. Like there's a lot of putting our bodies out there so that we can like counterbalance a little bit mm-hmm. what we see other places, but fat grief does not get talked about enough because I think the trolls come out in droves when you start saying that you're really upset about understanding that you're never going to have the body that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, important conversation, important conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And the grief of even finding that place of acceptance that maybe this isn't the body I thought I wanted, but maybe this is the body that I needed. Like this is where I need to be. Yeah. There's, it's all the grief process. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, yeah. you know, I think I, I, I did two bodybuilding competitions, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things about bodybuilding competitions is <laughs> you really are biohacking your body. Mm. Uh, and biohacking is not, is mostly a lot of bros, you know, with the, uh, you know, and, and like, and it is, it's a lot of, well, if you just take this supplement and you just overdose mm. on that and you just, you, you, you. <laughs> but um, there are certain things that do manipulate your body. And I'm going to put a trigger warning on this episode. Mm. I think that this is, this is definitely triggering, but mm. you can't. And I, I was talking to my sister about this the other day too. I had to eat like three times my body weight in grams of protein uh, mm. a day, mm. as well as work out four hours a day. Uh, an mm. hour and a half of that had to be weights and very specific exercises. And if you look at my bodybuilding pictures, you can see a change in uh not the shape of my body but in the way things the illusion of what my body looks like okay um i'm an apple shape my belly will always carry more body fat than the rest of my body Mm -hmm. i'm never going to get away from that even in bodybuilding i was never able to get away from that 
but you can create the illusion of bigger shoulders by plumping up those muscles. And the only way to plump up those muscles was to eat a ton of protein and do very specific exercises. Mm. So my part of my journey is, is going, okay, you almost killed yourself to get a shape that you thought was valuable. Uh, it's not to say it can't be done. It's just saying, do you really want to do that for the rest of your life? Yeah. Like, yeah. is it worth it? Is it worth it? And grieving, not just the idea that I may not have that body, but that I need to take care of myself. Like self-care needs to be a value of mine. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. self-care doesn't mean doing all those things that you were doing to kill yourself in order to get something that you thought was valuable only for what? Right. Mm -hmm. Like logical Mm -hmm. conclusion is why? (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and then that gets into some, pretty shallow reasons very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the grief of, of having to sit with your own story and grieve the things that not just what you did, but how your thought process around all of it and, yeah. and recognizing that it's okay to be a different person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I wish I had an answer, but I'd say that all the time, but it's just, it's almost like a, it's a, it's a practice, right? It's like kind of building that for probably not the best metaphor, but building that muscle of, um, (laughs) sorry, sorry, damn it. (laughs) Thank you. I I couldn't help. It just came to, I couldn't think of another term. I was like, shit, what's the... (laughs) muscle of of re, of how you react to diet culture how you respond to diet culture and your own internalized fat phobia because we all have it yeah we all have it mm-hmm. yes yes we do so i don't know i think that's a really important a really important discussion i can't wait to was this a podcast episode you guys already had did i already listen to this no it will no. be coming so it's season two okay. and so it'll probably be published oh my gosh we're so behind it'll probably be no we're not this is our schedule now it'll probably be published in august i think i can't wait i can't wait to hear it because like i said i think we we ignore this part of the journey a little bit we do uh yeah because it sucks it hurts it hurts they were like so i'm gonna tell you something you don't want to know and i was like okay And and they said like you have to let yourself sit in the grief and i was like i don't want that i don't like that nobody likes that nobody wants to sit in that it sucks it's painful. It's painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that the, the impression that we get when we look like if social media is our only source of information about body liberation and we don't maybe dive into, sorry, big plug here for books, but if we don't maybe yes. dig into those a little bit and our only source is social media, then maybe we think that grief isn't a process that like, it should be relatively quick because so many of these people move from, you know, really feeling shitty about themselves to giving up dieting, to standing there, you know, however many sizes bigger in a bikini, like it doesn't actually work like that. There is a lot of gray area and uh, grief is a big part of that. And it can be really hard because it's the part, you know, I mean, if you go onto your social media and you're following a lot of body lip spaces and you start talking about how you're thinking about, you know, you've really thought about maybe possibly going on a diet again, fuck, like, no, yeah. nobody's going to like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. <laughs> Nobody. You're absolutely right. No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet it's part of the process. It really is. It is. The process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. unfortunately it just takes a lot of, um, it, it, it takes a lot of finding your why to not jump yes. back on the diet train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have this conversation with myself, my friends, my therapist all last week, because I was not in a good place body wise. And it was all about that. Finding your why, why are you not going to diet? Why can you never diet again? And there's grief around that, but my why is well, because of the podcast space that I'm in, that's a huge part of it. (laughs) Honestly, it keeps me from not dieting, which I appreciate. And also the grief around knowing it's not going to work. I mean, diets don't work. 95% of diets fail. They work at some point, but that they don't stay working. And so the grief around that, and also I will never, I never, I mean, it might happen, but I never want one of my kids to say, I can't have blank because mommy doesn't eat that. Like I can't, I can't be that parent. So, I mean, I think many of us have had I mean, we all kind of take in if our parents are in dire culture, what they say, and I'm just trying so hard for that not to be the childhood that my kids have. So that's, that's my why. So I think we have to find what our whys are. Oh, I love that so much. I love that so much. What's your why? <laughs> I'm so nosy. <laughs> you, know what, you know what? The podcast, I agree with you. The podcast yeah. has, yeah. Um, and also because I read so many of these books, I think this is actually kind of funny. I used to play this head game with myself whenever I was on a diet. I'd be like, well, Jen, what are you going to do? Quit and just be fat? Like, I, like I literally would say that to myself. Yeah. Terrible, right? But now I do almost the same thing in reverse. It's like, I mm-hmm. will think, okay, I'm not feeling good. I, I think I need to, normally it doesn't manifest for me as I need to start a diet anymore. It manifests mm. for me as I need to start eating differently. Like I need to start mm-hmm. adding more fruits and vegetables because I've just ate quote unquote crap. Like I'm putting morality mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah. So it'll, but it'll manifest the same way. Like, what are you going to do, Jen? And then I always, you know, in my head, I'm like, what, go on a diet? Cause yeah, that works. And then I'll think about my own journey and how horrific that journey was. Um, like how much, like, cause I, part of my online course, um, and, and the reason that this came into my online course was because of the work I had done. I sat down and wrote out my entire, like all the things that I did that were wackadoodle, uh, mm-hmm. be thin, you know, like all the, all the disordered behaviors that I did. So I have yeah. that list and I used to refer to that a lot. I'd be like, are you going to mm. do all of these things? Like, really? Um, do you remember how much you, you, you missed out with your family because you were doing these things? Do you remember yeah. that time you got real mad at your family because I would only eat a salad when I was super duper hungry uh, because I could only eat the prepackaged meals that were part of my diet. Like, do you remember all these, these things that were, were really nuts? Um, yeah. You know, and, and that's what keeps me kind of away from that space. So, and all the memoirs, I mean, my God, there are some really great memoirs Mm -hmm, about, mm -hmm. about fatness, I guess. Yeah. 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 Those help a lot. Those that's what I like about this one. Like, I love the theory. I love getting steeped in stuff. I love digging deep, but sometimes I just need to hear from another person who's gone through it and has found more peace. Like I just need 
just a quick and dirty something. And this was a quick and dirty and I, I appreciate it. I really did. Yeah. Quick and dirty. Sorry. That's my term for many things. Just quick and dirty. Um, so it, it, it was, it was really helpful when it came into my life again. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of funny that you had read it before and then didn't, uh, uh yeah, I was like, huh, I think, okay. Yeah. I think I know. Right. So then I was like, well, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I don't remember when, like it was probably just some, again, quick and dirty book that I kind of yeah. breezed through because it was fast. Yeah. Um, and I was, it was at the beginning of my journey when I was just sucking everything up as much as I could. So I think I read it around five, around the same time as uh, Megan Jane Crabb's book, like that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a fun one too. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a lot yeah. deeper, um, goes a lot. Yeah, it is. The eating it disorder is. stuff. Yes. Uh, it's a bit heavier. Mm-hmm. Which is great. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's really good that way. Um, yeah. I really like Megan Jane Crabb's Instagram. That was one of the first I ones too. I followed and I was Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just colorful and fun. And- I was going to say, it's so bright. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I guess, you know, now that we've covered like uh, everything uh, <laughs> uh, from the lightheartedness of the life audit to body grief, uh, is there anything else that you want to say about the book? I, I don't think I have anything. So. Me either. I feel like we did a mini life audit together. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about the grief, like things that are, yeah, that was, that was helpful. It was actually really helpful. Thank you. I think that's all I have though. (laughs) I actually think I'm probably going to do that exercise. Um, Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like just write it out. Yeah. Like some of the things she talks about, it's like, okay, well, social media, I'm pretty good with social media, but maybe I need to sit down and think about like we were talking about before those little subtle ways that I'm mm-hmm. allowing things to get back in, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Time. maybe it's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Did you want to tell everyone where they can find you and anything else you'd like to promote? Sure. Um, I am on Instagram. I haven't been posting a lot, but maybe I'll make my way back. Um, my Instagram is enough Siobhan. So the word enough and my first name, C-H-A-V-O-N-N-E. I have a podcast on my own called Therapy Homework, and it comes out every three weeks or so. Two weeks felt like too little time a month felt like too long. So it's about every three weeks. And um, I also have another podcast with Jen Jackson called Embodiment for the Rest of Us. And those are kind of the spaces that I'm living in right now. So awesome. So awesome. I'm going to add <laughs> links to all this stuff in the show notes. Just scroll down and click uh, and highly recommend both the podcasts. I, I listen to both of them. Thank you. I really like to read. So therapy homework's yeah. up my alley. Um, and yeah. embodiment for the rest. That's why I love yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, and embodiment for the rest of us. Honestly, I, uh, I loved the first season. It was just really, really good. So I encourage everybody to go and binge listen. And Jen's episode will be part of season two and it is so good. I got a list of like 45 books to read from that conversation. It was awesome. Oh, no. I'm like, that's how I, that's how I roll. I just talk in the language of books and sometimes I was going like, to say that's your love language too. Clearly. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. I know it's not yeah. bad. It's, it's not bad. I, I don't, I, I don't want to like put negativity on myself. It's, it's, it, it's an interesting quality for a person to have. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, it's part of my mm-hmm. quirky charm. <laughs> it's wonderful. We love it. 
I love it. I don't want to speak for anybody else. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on Fat Girl Book Club thank again. So Thanks. Thanks for having me. This was great. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> well, I hope you really enjoyed that discussion with Siobhan McClay. If you didn't get it from the episode, uh, you should know that Siobhan and I did a previous episode (laughs) and I'm going to link to that in the show notes. So we talk about a really fabulous book. I mean, quite honestly, I'm sure it's going to be one of my book picks of this year. Uh, Don't let it get you down by Savala Nolan. So check out that episode. If I can, I'll link to it in the show notes uh, because we go over Siobhan's story in that episode. Well, uh, I hope you check out my Patreon page. I hope you check out fearlesspodcasting.co. Remember that your voice is is really important. We need to hear from you and podcasting gives you a wonderful way to do that. I think with that, keep reading everyone. <laughs> <laughs>